So, uh, welcome to the Gaming Dads podcast. Uh, my name is Scotch. Uh, Scotch and Thai guy, full name, but you can call me Scotch, of course. In here, just with, Scotch. Just Scotch. And in with me is Pharaoh. What's up? Uh, so, starting this podcast, man. Uh, how how are you feeling about starting this thing? Really good. You know, it's kind of been something I wanted to do for a while. Um, but you know, there's so many podcasts out there that that I wanted it to be something that that's kind of different from what's out there, I guess. You know, and it helps that you and I are both actual dads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in in providing that perspective of of you know being a little bit older and and providing a a different viewpoint than I guess a lot of gaming podcasts would be. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I've been thinking about this thing for a couple months now, you know, and just like looking at the community and seeing, you know, yeah, like you're right, there were there are podcasts out there, um, you know, two dads in particular, Cheese and Simply, they had one going on for a while. Uh, I think a they long did, time. yeah, I think they discontinued it though, but um, you know, other gaming podcasts and that sort of thing, but nothing that like really focused on the community as a whole and right. how the how the community is being affected and um things that can be done to like or ha- actually start the conversation really uh on what's going on the bi- the big yeah. th- the big thing for me that that started it was um the the whole uh what was it ag the gdq incidents right with um who's the spongebob speedrunner i'm forgetting off the top of my head now shift yeah that, yep. that that whole thing started and people were like tweeting and talking and had paste bins left and right but no one was like having a discussion about it you know no right. one sat down and said this is what's going on and this is the problem um, right and that happens a lot even even in the niche or niche community of speedrunning and and that's what i wanted to kind of hint on as well is that you know you're a speedrunner i'm a speedrunner but but this podcast in and of itself isn't necessarily just about speedrunning oh, which no. is which is really nice but You know, it's a place to be able to highlight some of the issues that are within our community. Um, Why? Because we want to grow our community. We 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 see what GDQ brings in the hundreds of thousands of viewers, but then any other time of the year, the speedrunning community is very small. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, kind of exposing people to that has been something that I've wanted to push for a really long time. Yeah, and and like you said, you know the whole gaming community as a whole, you know, for me, yeah, you know, uh, we can talk a little bit about, you know, where we started and how, um, you know, we got into gaming and everything about the first, game, yeah. the first game I ever played was Super Mario 64. Um, oh, wow. I, I remember I got that for my sixth birthday. It was like right after the game came out and pog. I pog for real. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember distinctly, playing it with my uncles and uh, there was a there was a moment we were just we were playing around and everything like that but then you get through the 30 star star door you go to ddd you collect the star on the sub and you come out right. and that water goes back right right and you have that hole and both my uncles and i were looking at it and we're just like okay what is this so we jump in and you jump into fire sea for the first time and you hear the exact same music as dark world right and both all three of us looked at each other with like giant eyes just went bowser number two <laughs> and that That's just, awesome. that like solidified me as like loving that game and just having the memories of playing with um yeah my uncles so you know 
for me, it, it's it was a little bit different. Now, I, I mean, I have my memories of Super Mario 64. I got it for Christmas when I was 12. Um, Old boy. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I am the dadliest man on Twitch. Just want to point that out. <laughs> but so uh, for me, I remember getting, you know, a Sega Genesis and, my, you know, me and my mom trying to play like Lion King, which is so impossibly hard and I don't even understand why that was a children's game, but why were those games so just insanely hard? Like it was designed for children. (laughs) Right, exactly. But, uh, you know, I'd have to sit there and watch my mom attempt over and over and over. And and eventually she's just like, look, here, just take it. Just figure it out. But, you know, my most fond game memory, I think, that really solidified me as a gamer would be every summer I would visit my grandfather in Alabama. Now, um. That, that side of the family was always like super religious and, and super hardcore, but he was a gadget nerd and he loved little gadgets. So what did he buy? A Super Nintendo. And playing Super Mario World and figuring out that between my grandfather, um, my cousin and I figuring out that we could get to Bowser without going through any of the worlds by going through Star World was like the coolest thing ever. I mean, I would fight Bowser over and over and over just because I could. Um, and that's what really solidified me in with gaming in general. Um, when games, when it wasn't linear, I guess. Like mm. Super Mario Brothers is very linear. Yeah, you've got warps and, and things like that. But Super Mario World, you had a choice. You can go left or you can go right. Or there's this, a, a special exit that's kind of hidden. You know, it's and I like that. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I, I remember playing Super Mario World for the first time, too, and just remembering, you know, you could split off in those two directions. Um, you know, that's really, that's how you see the growth of gaming, really, going from, like you said, I think Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, and Super Mario 64, if you pair, if you if you line them up side by side, it would really show you the, the, the progression of, of how games have been developed over time. Oh yeah! You know, it not only you have this two D area, and you you go in one direction, you go left to right, and then you have two D, but you can go in a couple different directions. You can kind of choose your path, and then all of a sudden you've got three D, and you can go wherever the heck you want to go. Right. So, and that's why Odyssey really capitalized on that oh, yeah. with with adding those two D sections and bringing back that nostalgia. So, um, I think it's really cool to see it come full circle. Mm. Now, we talk about getting into gaming. What got you into speedrunning? Now, speedrunning. Now, that's a funny story. Let me, I got to clear my throat for this one. So, I thought, and I know, look, I'm going to get close to the mic here. I I thought that speedrunning was dumb. Like, I'm literally, I remember being, you know, I have a friend of mine. His name is Kurojin Ryu. um, And he used to love to watch speedrunning, tried to get me into GDQ. And I'm like, look, this is really dumb. Uh, all they got to do is jump three times, spin around. Now they're flying through a wall and they win. That's not beating a game. You're Come cheating. on, you're cheating. cheating. <laughs> so I, I thought it was dumb. And and I, I remember I came home late from work one night and Curl was like, hey, look, there's this guy. You, you got to check him out. Um, he's not your typical speedrunner who's just kind of staring at the screen. Um, and it was Buka uh, right around the time that Buka got partner. So this was like three years ago. Hmm. And so I watched him and I'm like, this guy is hilarious. And he's a character. You know, he, he really is. And, you know, rip SM64 speedruns with Buka because he's doing Mario Maker now. But 
you know, I, I've got to give him props where props are due that that he really knew how to bring new people into speedrunning and expose them to what it really is. And then when I started to understand that, wow, like these things that people are doing are like frame perfect or or, or you put a lot of time and effort into them. I'm like, let me try it. All right. And there's a clip I'll, I'll actually share on our, our social sites after this of my very first 70 star run um, that I think I'd only done two splits. So I'd done uh, Womps 8 and Dark World. The Dark World exit was 56 minutes. Well, I reset at that point and I was attempting Lakitu skip. And I, was, I hadn't learned anything. So I'm literally just running up to the bridge and I jump on the bridge and go up oh, almost. And it was so far off from what Lakitu skip should be. But in my mind, I thought that I almost did it. Hmm. Um, and ever since then, I've, I've been hooked. Um, you know, speedrunning it, it changes how you look at games. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, but what about you? What, I mean, you, you talked about Super Mario 64, but what got you into actually speed running? So, um, before I always, like I said, always been into games. I, uh, I kind of tapered off of gaming quote unquote, when I got into college, I played a lot of TF2 with one of my best friends and, uh, just did that, you know, because it was just, su it was super easy. You had a laptop, you had a mouse, you could play TF2, no problem. And that's really what, all I did for a long time. And then when I graduated college, uh, I started like playing other games because I was like, oh, and I, now I have money and I can actually afford to buy games on my own. So I started looking at different games. The first one was Skyrim. Right. Um, and, you know, played through that because I, I love stories. I love pretty games uh, that just have nice music and nice themes and that sort of thing. I know that Skyrim is like one of more the more generic uh, games from Bethesda, but I, I, I still loved it. I still do. Um, gradually, slowly but surely, I got into older and older games. You know, my uh, my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, got me a super uh, an N sixty four and Super Mario sixty four for my birthday, um, because I had sold it when I was sixteen at a garage sale because I stopped playing it, which was the dumbest mistake I've ever made. Oh yeah, it's super I dumb. Say. And um, started playing that. I got all 120 stars in three days. I was like, oh, that's so fast. I did it so quick. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, we got it. Yeah. So uh, got, I, I, I just moved back to um, Jacksonville uh, where, uh, when I, and I got married to my wife. And around October of 2018, yeah, I uh, was just looking on YouTube and summoning salts video on the, the 120 star speed run for right. SM64 popped up on my feed. And I was like, Oh, what is this? And I watched it. And I was like, wait a minute, there's a whole thing for this. Like, this is a thing. Cause I remember, right. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, Oh, how fast can I beat this? And, you know, trying to beat certain stars as quick as I could without having any knowledge of anything at all. Oh, of course. And, you know, just to know that there's a whole, there's a community for this. And like, I'm not the kind of, like when you looked at me at, if you, if you met me at AGDQ or if you met me anywhere, if you get f first looked at me, you'd probably say, Oh, that guy's a frat guy. That guy is like, 
into this and he's not into that. Da, 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 da. You know, he, right. he drinks scotch. He dresses well, quote unquote, and smokes stogies and he does all this other stuff. He, this guy isn't into video games, but like it, this whole world all of a sudden opened up for me where I was like, oh, you can, you can, there's a whole community for this. There, there are people of every background and, um, you know, every skin color, every, you know, denomination, every, uh, sexual orientation, whatever you want to call it, you know, they, right. they, they, they're all playing games to play them as fast as they can. And they're playing it because they love it. Right. And that's where I got into like, uh, the first game, the first game I speed ran was plague Inc evolved. Really? You, you think like, what the heck? Why? How? how it's, it's completely RNG. It's, Wait, it, are you talking? Are you talking about the mobile game? Yeah. No. 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 So the 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 mobile game is also on console. It's on Steam. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the and the reason why I started doing that is because I was doing research. I was like, oh, what game can I speed run that like I can pick up, put it down really easily, or learn really quickly? And I watched a video of the person who has the world record, and the entire any percent run of the world record, he just complains. The whole time, right? Like he's just right. yelling and screaming until he gets the world record. He's like, "Oh, I got it!" Like he's complaining about RNG and everything like that, right? And I was like, "This, I can't have this person have the world record and have their video be just them complaining for forty-five seconds, and all of a sudden they get the world record." So, right, I started grinding. I don't. I never got the world record. I got down to number two on the leaderboard. Oh wow! But that's where it started, and then just slowly moved over over to SM64 and realizing, you know. Oh, I can I can still do this even though I'm like 26, 27 years old. You know, most most of the kids and most of the people playing these games in the community are like 17 to 21 years old. They're not old fogies like you and I. Right. And 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 that's kind of what I've seen and and don't get me wrong. There are some phenomenal runners out there that are super humble that make me look like I'm like the biggest complainer in the world, mm. you know, and, um, you know, shout outs to, to folks like Tom Carr or, uh, and Benji mm -hmm. that, that they just have this, this natural talent and they are very young. I mean, you know, they, they picked up a game that was from my childhood and were able to master it very, very quickly. So, I mean, that can kind of be, I don't want to say intimidating, uh, for for some of our older folks, oh god, yeah, no, that's I, I I would say the I would say intimidating, but I think that also kind of molds what the community is, mm -hmm. um, you know, on the viewer standpoint and on the runner standpoint, um, just in how we react to situations. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I mean, we'll we'll get into that more later, but um, like you were saying, it, it's it, this. It, when I first looked at the community, I was completely intimidated. I was like, there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's 70 star. No way. There's no way I can do that. Well, I was like, oh, I want to do 120. And then I watched 120. I'm like, there's no way in heck I'm going to do 120. Exactly. Um, what? Rainbow Ride 100. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found my happy spot with 16 star because it's short enough where, you know, I'm, I don't have to dedicate hours and hours to it that some of these kids have um, to be able to do that because, you know, like you, like, we're dads, we have kids, we've got right. wives, we've got, you know, lives to, you know, maintain, um, you know, not saying that teenagers don't have a lot, but all they really got to do is go to school, come home, do homework, and then they can just speed run. Right. Um, we don't have that ability. So 16 star was a great spot. I'm going to try 70 star and, you know, 70, just look, and I'll of... tell you this. I, I was told when I started speed running super Mario 64, 
you know, do 16 star, uh, but limit yourself 70 stars where it's at. And I never yeah. believed anybody. I, th- I was like, no, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, and <clears throat> some of my viewers actually remember when I first started 70 star, they would say things like, hey, is your body ready for this run? Because, I mean, this is going to be, we're in for the long haul now. Yeah. And, um, you know, since I moved to 70, uh, I tried a 16 the other day and I found that that I'm happier only because um, BLJs are hard, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. like to me, to me, I know it's I know it's not I know it's rhythm, but I, I to me, it's almost like hand RNG. Um, so it's really nice doing 70 star. And I found no joke. I um, my PB in 16 stars in 1959. Uh, the, my goal was sub 20. So I got a 1959 poggers. Mm-hmm. But um, I went back the other day. We watched on my stream my one of my oldest 16 star PBs, which is like 24 minutes. And the goal was for me to beat that. Well, going into BLJs, I was on pace to hit an 18 minute time. Um, oh, but then boy. BLJs, of BLJs. course, <laughs> being out of practice. So, you know, I, I really enjoy 70 because I don't, I don't have that like looming over my head, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's improved my 16 drastically just in how I move the fat red man around the screen. Right. No, that's what I've heard from everyone is that 70 star is just like it, it's the 16 star is, is is fun and it's quick. But 70 right. star is where you learn to play SM64. I mean, one tw- if we're being honest, it's 120, but 70 star yeah. is that nice little happy spot where you're doing hard strats. But at the same time, you're you're not doing something like BLJs where it's quote unquote RNG to a certain degree. It's a good balance. Yep. So you've got that that quickness. Um, but you're not grinding out 100 coin stars until you're blue in the face. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm on the cusp of that sub one time. It's like, I can taste it. It's like, (laughs) like right there. Um, but, but it's interesting with, with speed running in and of itself. I, I didn't realize it until probably a couple of months back, how mental it is. Oh yeah. You know, how you're in your own head. That's the truest thing. And and what's crazy, I, I, I guess it was a little longer than a couple of months, but I didn't realize it until uh, commentating through GSA, watching the the SMO sub hour um, back and forth that was going on last year, mm-hmm. if you remember. Yep, totally. Um, I was there for the com- – I was commentating all that, man. And, and if you remember, as soon as the very first sub one happened, which I believe was Chaos Pringle, if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. – um, as soon as it happened, boom, the next person gets it. Boom, the next person gets it. And, and then it's just like dominoes falling over. Oh, it just went off. It was That was you know? that was an insane time period. Well, and especially because you had, um, was it 3.0 came out? Right. That was at pace. 1.3. 1.3, 1.3 yeah. excuse me, 1.3, you're right. Uh, at, right at pace 2019, and it was just like right after pace, it was like the smoke community went off. Oh man, and and it's crazy. I remember being at Pace when it came out last year, and sitting with Danger, saying, "Oh my God, all of these things that you just taught me over the last six months are like utterly pointless now." Oh yeah, you know. And um, but as soon as that sub hour hit, you know, going back to that mental thing, as soon as that that first person got the sub hour, like I said, it was like dominoes. So people are realizing, "Oh man, this is something that's achievable," and so. I do want to kind of highlight on something from, you know, one of my really good friends in speedrunning, and I'm sure you saw it. Uh, this was about a month and a half ago. 
Um, it was a race between Simply and Cheese. Do you know what I'm referring to? Uh, yes. So it was a race between Simply and Cheese. Simply had his chat off and was not watching Cheese. Um, Cheese had already quit. He had already rage quit and Simply did not realize it. Um, oh, Simply, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yep. So Simply, he ended up with a 145, uh, which is great for him coming back to, to Super Mario 64. That's a, a, a great time, you know? And he got up after the run, didn't say a word, got up, got a cliff bar, came back, sat down, and burst into tears. And that moment for me was so powerful because it helped me realize these guys that are running on this top level for the past seven, eight years, how much pressure is actually put on them to get that extra second lower. Mm -hmm. You know, simply had achieved something that he hadn't achieved in a really long time. It's almost like uh, uh, Usain Bolt breaking the world record in the, the 200 meter. You know what I mean? Um, it was such a an emotionally powerful moment that it it really highlighted even more so how mental speedrunning is. Well, and to go deeper into what that all is, you know, with Simply in particular, you know, he he had his hand all jacked up for so long. Like, right. how 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 hard is it for someone who just uh, th think you, you think about the thing that you just love to do? You love to do it every single day. Or you, or, or you know, as a hobbyist, you you when you go out and do it, you you're just you're in your happy place, you know. For me, it's right. for me that's surfing, right? Like I, like being out in the ocean, no one around, just me and the we me the board in the water. It's just awesome. Right. It's just that's my spot. If you cut off my legs, and I right. couldn't surf anymore, I I would lose my mind. And I think that's what it was for simply for so long. I'm not, I can't speak for him, but just like watching so him too. and, 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 and again, seeing the 145 that you're mentioning, just coming back and realizing I can do this again. Like right. that's got, that's gotta be the so powerful. Because a, a lot of folks don't know, but, but years ago, it, those were the bros. It mm -hmm. was, it was cheese. It was simply, it was punkation. Um, Benny, you know, those were uh, Siglimic. Those were the core of this community. That, that's kind of what the community has almost been founded upon are, are these guys who have been around for so long. So, yeah, I mean, that's realizing that he was able to come back to doing something that he loved that, that was so questionable for so long. I remember uh, talking with him at Pace and, and just talking about his hand and um, even spending time on his stream where literally his entire stream, all he's doing is stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, stretching and talking and talking about you know what his goals are what he wants to do what he wants to get back to and and i think that it all built up to that moment a few weeks ago um and just kind of overflowed yeah now we've been talking about sm64 is there anything else that you speed run or are interested in at least so right now uh, i do have a post of time for super mario odyssey i'm i'm terrible at posting to src <laughs> that's my problem but super mario odyssey is is uh, another one of my babies that I really enjoy playing um, and enjoy trying to figure out situations. I, don't, I wouldn't really want to say glitch hunting, but I like to play around and figure out, okay, well, you know, what jumps are possible. Um, so I'll probably be getting back into darker side runs since, you know, we have lots of time on our hands mm -hmm. here recently. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
you know, that's something I ask my community all the time is, is, you know, what would you guys like to see me, uh, learn? Um, I always on my stream, I've, I've kind of been hard headed. And, uh, so a lot of my practice happens offline. Um, but I'm starting to realize that people want to see that process. They want to see, you know, how you learn how to speed run a game. They find it really interesting. Um, so I think kind of leaving it up to my community on, on, you know, voting on what they would like to see and to see me learn. I, I'm a hundred percent okay with that. Yeah. No, I, I mentioned, you know, um, Plague Inc evolved. I didn't go straight from Plague Inc to SM64. I actually found, um, I started playing this game. It's a, a it was a free game for a little while called Kopka. Um, C-O-P-O-K-A. And I looked up on speedrun, there were two people running the game. And they hadn't posted times in forever. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll run it, no problem. Within like two days, I had gotten three world records. Wow. Mainly, mainly because no one runs the game. <laughs> now, is that is that the one with the bird? Yes, that's the one with the bird, correct. Okay. Yeah. And uh, just... I, 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 again, I like, I, I like really, really pretty games. So I just played that game over and over and over again. And then I realized, oh, there's a speed run for, it. I figured out the strats pretty quick. I, I developed a couple of other smaller strats to help speed up the time a bit. And with, like I said, within two or three days, I had beaten three of the records. So that is awesome. Yeah. And then, um, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon stadium. I, I supposedly right now have a, uh, a run at pace 2020. We'll, we'll see if that happens or not. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Pokemon stadium, I mean, it's RNG, but that's another game that I remember playing as a kid and just, Oh, I loved Pokemon stadium. So being able to just, it's a game that you can sit down and you can look at chat and you can read chat and you can interact with chat and, but also play the game. And uh, I, right. I really like that, you know, with SM 64, you have to be on top of it constantly, especially with 16 star. Um, but games that you can kind of just like, okay, we're going to chill for two hours. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to try to beat it as quick as I can, but also I'm going to interact with chat. You know, it's really nice yeah. to, to have that, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people are looking for now, especially if you're not that, that top runner on the board. Um, you know, I, I find, I, I don't consider myself like a, a, a top level streamer at all, but um, chat interaction is huge, and that's one thing that's really difficult with speedrunning specifically, especially when you're on that top level. So you'll go into a stream, and you're introducing yourself. Hey, how you doing? You know, I'm new here. I want to check it out. And you're not getting a whole lot of interaction. Um, I think that kind of turns people off a little bit to speedrunning in general. Um, and I think that's why people like cheese simply buca um even punkation have have done really really well on the streaming side is because they are able to sit back and interact with their chat they able to go back and forth very easily right yeah and and because i love uh, like this is kind of my philosophy is i love to raid um small streamers like that's just that's what i do mm. um and I love going in there and seeing the reaction of, oh my God, thank you so much for raiding me with, you know, 35 people. This is awesome. Versus, you know, someone who's going for a sub 20 time in 16 star and they're like, hey, thanks for the raid. Uh, I've got, I've got no uh, mic on right now because I'm <laughs> going for sub 20, you know? Yeah. And 
And so I think that's really important. Um, I, I know Sean Rader recently just went to uh, Pokemon for a while for the same reason that you're talking about. You know, it's super chill. Um, but I imagine on the, that top level, it gets really frustrating with the RNG. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it's just... I, I See, I found this nice little happy spot where I don't have to do the crazy fast strats that are like, oh, we're going to use this Pokemon. And, you know, it's either... It's either you you get it the first try or you don't and you have to reset. I found like nice things where it's like, okay, this isn't the fastest strat, but it's consistent and it gets me out of this gym or uh, gets me out of this trainer so that I can move on. I can play the game, you know. I'm not going to be going for a world record anytime soon, but at least I'm playing it, you know. Right. But and I, I, I think that's what's important. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, you were talking to me about your chat in particular yesterday. You guys had some an interesting conversation apparently. Oh, oh yeah. So we... <laughs> And, and you have to understand, so I stream at DJ hours just because that whole family thing is <laughs> that quiet later tonight, you know? Yeah. Well, well, we started talking about is, is speed running an art? And, and that became a really, I don't, I don't want to say heated topic of discussion, of discussion, but it it became a topic of discussion amongst like four channels at once. That's how it kind of blew up that quickly. Oh man. So this became a thing last night. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It definitely became a thing. Um, so, you know, we can kind of start from there. What, what is your take? Do you think that speed running could be considered an art? Well, I've, uh, so I've, I've been making a couple of videos, on the side, uh, you know, I got, I got, I got laid off from my job about a year ago, but I found work recently, which was good. But, um, oh. in, in that time period, I, um, I started making videos cause I started, uh, getting really into video games. I started watching, um, like donkey for instance, I've been watching, I was watching him a lot. Oh my you gosh. Know, yes. Awesome. You know, just, I, and I realized I was like, you know, people are saying a lot of the same stuff. Like Donkey's saying, Donkey's a little over to the right. You know, he'll say some stuff that other people aren't saying. But I just, as far as video games went, I just heard the same thing over and over and over again. And I, I started realizing that I was thinking things that people weren't saying. You know, right. uh, and that, the big reason for the podcast was because I'm thinking these thoughts, and I, I, and I need to get them out. You know, and because no one's talking about it or no one's saying this. Um. So I started making videos and one of the things that I, I did is I, I, I would make these longer videos discussing things that again were happening in the gaming community. One in particular was an article. You might remember the article about how uh, the goose game uh, untitled goose game and how it's like how gaming is it. Gaming is bad because you have to play the game to do so or whatever. It was some stupid right. article and I kind of came to the realization while doing the video that, that gaming itself is an art um, it is. as a whole. And you can't deny that, you know, movies are art, um, music is art, uh, books are art. And, and in that same vein, video games become art. Like, like necessarily was Pong art? Probably not. You, you know, you right. could, we could have that discussion, but something like Breath of the Wild, that's art. That's a, right. that's now, a beautiful game. The question that people were asking, so, you know, maybe creating the game could be art. Now, is playing the game a form of art? See, and, and that's that's part of the thing that I get into in that video is um, with movies, books, music, you, you don't necessarily, you, you participate in it by um, viewing or listening to it, right? 
you, you're, right. you're consuming whatever it is the art it, artist is giving you. You right. know, video games, on the other hand, by playing the game, you are participating in the art, like in a very literal way. Um, whether you like it or not, you know, it, it's if, for Zelda to move, or excuse me, for, for Zelda, for Link to move, for Link right. to move forward, I have to push forward on the joystick. Right. And because of that, there's an extra level there of kind of connectedness i know that's not a word but you know how how connected the player is with the game itself so i would say yes you playing the game is art because you are now controlling what happens to it so not not only is are the programmers and the developers are not only are they artists but now you become an artist because you get to choose what happens you know gta in particular I, I could do what the game tells me to do and drive over to the location and pick up this person and drive over to that location and shoot this guy. Or I could just dick around, go steal right. a, a, a fighter jet and fly around and blowing up stuff you right. know, and trying to avoid five stars. You know, I could choose what I want to do. So the, the contention came from as well, you know, they, they Googled uh definition of art, which, which, gives four different definitions um uh, one of them being a skill of doing a specified thing typically one acquired through practice is mm-hmm. one of the definitions so i i wanted to take a, a step further the other night and so went to merriam webster you know the the dictionary that's been around since 1828 the, the official right so and, and i just want to read these really quick because it's, it's it's very fast um the number one definition on here says skill acquired by experience study or observation as in the art of making friends Mm -hmm. that's one of the definitions two is as a uh, excuse me a branch of learning uh three an occupation requiring knowledge or skill such as the art of organ building Mm -hmm. four the conscious use of skill and creative imagination especially in the production of aesthetic objects Mm -hmm. um five a, a skillful plan, which means, you know, basically the, the quality or state of being artful or six decorative or illustrative elements in a printed matter. Now, if you take all six of those and combine them into one definition, then yes, speed running in and of itself is an art. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, um, especially and- when you come to like that creative aspect of it, right. You know, how do we come up with these strats? You have to like, right you have to like analyze the crap out of these games and then like come up, realize, Oh, I can do this triple jump here. What if I did it over here? That's creative. That's right. coming up with coming up with something new. That's being creative. Now the, the devil's uh, advocate argument, I guess there would be, well, what about the people that are just running the game? Um, you know, that's, they're just creating a, a glitch that someone else found and was creative in. Now I said, so does that mean if I'm, uh, at home and I decide to recreate a painting of the Mona Lisa, does that make my painting of the Mona Lisa any less art? Right. Well, and, and, and you could go, oh my gosh, what I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm missing names and stuff like that today. Um, who is the guy who like did all the art videos, like instructing people how to do art? Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Like he, he's an artist very clearly. Right. But he's teaching other people how to do art in the way that he does it. So if I copy him, am I no longer an artist? 
Right. Like it's 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 in that same vein. Yeah. Like I didn't come up with the strat. You're right. But I took someone's idea, expounded upon it, did my own thing with it, and like learned it in my own way, or even was uh, whatever was taught it. Like like Bob Ross teaching me how to paint, and I then I did it on my own. You know. Right. Well, and in breaking it down, and if you go into synonyms. Synonyms for art are skill, cunning, craft, uh, artifice. Um, so to me, almost anything can be an art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and now if you're if you're looking at like speed running and trying to compare it to you know Da Vinci, of course it's not the same. You know, no one says it's the same. There's uh, you know, different levels of that. But to me, it doesn't make it any less art. That's why they, and this argument is argued by, you know, governments. It's argued all over the world, um, specifically when it talks to like nudity and art. And is this really art, you know? Mm. So this isn't a a, a argument necessarily just for speedrunning. Um, so I kind of expect it to be split a little bit of, of, what people think well and that's the tough thing right when you talk about what's what's art right like i think that that's what what the crux of the matter is right like breaking it down to what exactly qualifies something as art and what qualifies something as not art like the like the the david right the statue of david that's right. that's art it's a nude but it's art um right. whereas like pornography that's not art <laughs> you know that's right. that's pornography right. Those are two separate things. I mean, it contains sort of the same thing. People are naked, and it's right. done, in, done in a fashion directed by whatever. But there's very clearly a difference. And I think that you can take speedrunning and move it over into the art category. The thing is you have to kind of, like, expound your idea of what art is. It's no longer, like, it's no longer just the Mona Lisa. It's no longer just um, cooking very, very well like Gordon Ramsay. Right. It's no longer writing... an amazing piece of fiction it's no longer creating good like genuinely good cinema uh it's no longer just just that you know when new technologies are created when new art when new things are created new art forms expound from that like cinema wasn't an art form until someone created a camera and decided oh you can do something interesting with this and, and and did something else right right and i'm sure that people when when movies first came out i'm sure people were like no this isn't art this is, right. That's not art. You're just you're just taking a picture of what someone else did. Exactly, and you know. and you know, and then photography in that same vein, photography. Oh, that's not an art. You're just taking a photo. You're not doing right. anything. No, there's some, there's more to it. And I think that video games and speedrunning as a whole, there there's art to be done there. Now, obviously, there are certain aspects of speedrunning that aren't art, right? Like, right. Let's talk about Smo, for instance. Nipple percent. Yeah, that's not art. <laughs> that's that's, that's a definitely a meme, a hundred percent a meme. Yeah, and and you know, uh, it's funny how all of those categories come around because they don't exist in the beginning. But I think people just get bored. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying it's not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. Like, speedrunning right. has is this beautiful little area where it's like 120. That's that's art. SM64 120 star. That is the most pure form of sm64 i think everyone can agree upon that i agree yeah but i mean watching aki even do uh 16 16 star Star. world record yeah like 
you know, we used to call him the robot <clears throat> because he's he's so consistent because he's perfecting his craft. Mm -hmm. You know. But then on the other other end of that, you know, you've got meme stuff like nipple percent, where it's just like, you know what? It's it's a video game. We can we this is this can still be fun. Like we don't have to right. take it too too seriously. And, so. and nobody said that art couldn't be fun. Oh yeah, no. You know. So I mean, it's it's almost along the lines of uh, a year or two ago they were talking about is speedrunning an esport or a sport in general, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I'm actually going to plug the the two guys you mentioned earlier um, because there's a great podcast, um, Two Dads podcast with Simply and Cheese that did a, an entire episode on is speedrunning an esport or a sport, mm -hmm. and and I. I remember watching it live and I remember almost being triggered a little bit by some of the things that were being said, but it was presented in such a way that it made perfect sense, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so if you haven't checked that out, Scott, you need to check that oh, out. Oh yeah, definitely. Cool. That's, I like that topic. That was fun. Now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now you, have you been buckling down? I mean, we see, we see what's been going on around the world lately. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now here in Louisiana, um, you know, I'm in New Orleans. New Orleans has had a lockdown for about a week now, and then they're shutting down the whole state here in about four hours. Oh, good. <laughs> so um, because it, it's it's kind of scary, um, but Louisiana has had more uh, positive cases and more deaths in the last couple of days than anywhere in the world. Mm. So um, they're really pushing us hard, which kind of gives us more time to be at home with the family and do what we love, you know, or what we do best, which is playing video games. Yeah. No, it hasn't been all good for video games lately, though. Uh, E3. No. E3. Canceled. I mean, it's, it's, it's a promo huge. event, but E3, the biggest event of the year, canceled. And, that, and that's huge. Um, uh, one of my viewers, Oddcat, is a, a developer who was going to be showcasing his brand new game at E3. So, you know, where E3 was like the place where everybody went to, to showcase, you know, what's going to happen next year. Now it's going to be scattered, you know, in, to the four winds. You know, everybody's going to be coming out and saying, um, hey, check out my YouTube video where we're going to be talking about our new game coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have that in consolidated one spot. So I think it's going to be interesting um, not having that one place to go to. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree. I, and like I said, E3 is like a, is a giant promo event, right? And it, uh, it it's really to promote and have the developers out there selling their game. But at the same time, it's a nice time for us who enjoy these games to see, okay, this is what's coming out and prepare for, you know, um, what's to come and to oh, see yeah. the new innovations and everything that, uh, Xbox in particular, they showcased, um, the Xbox uh, gen X, you know, right. Th that's huge. That was huge to see. And, uh, I mean, lots of memes come out of E3 all the time. So of, of course we love that stuff. Oh, but, of course. But, you know, I, I think you're going to see a progression towards more of like the direct Nintendo direct sort of thing that you you've seen because um, especially with E3 being canceled, I think that, you know, 
companies are still going to want to plug it somehow. Oh, of course. So, of course. But now they're going to have to find a way to do that in a new environment where before you could have that live fan reaction. Mm -hmm. You know, now it just may be uh, a, a stage and a tech demo um, live on stream. Mm -hmm. You know, or... Uh, and somehow make that stream more interactive with whatever these events are. Now, the AAA guys, they'll be fine. You know, you, the big boys like Nintendo, Microsoft, um, Sony, they'll, they'll all be fine. My concern is that E3 is also used away from the main stage to be able to promo a lot of these indie developers. Mm -hmm. So, so I think it's going to have a huge effect on them where before they had this huge platform uh, over, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching um, or going to these events, now they're not going to have that anymore. Yeah. You know, that was their exposure time to to be able to say, hey, Epic, look at me. I've got this thing coming out, you know. Um, or, hey, Rockstar, what do you think about this? As they're just walking through the, the uh, event area. So I think we're going to see more of a long-term hit from that than we will from the big boys. Oh yeah. And it's just crazy that like it's, it's, it's all from this, this crazy virus that's coming around, you know? Right. Um, pace, you know, pace is coming up in May. Is it going to happen? It's, it's still technically know, on, but I, it's, it, my, my doubts are getting higher and higher as we get closer and closer to it. I agree. I went to, of course, pace, uh, 2019. I'm wearing the pace shirt right now as we speak. Um, my wife and I went, uh, along with one of my mods and the, the area that it's in is actually a racetrack, a horse racetrack. And there's a, like a little convention area almost where we were. Well, it's very, very small, like very small mm -hmm. where even the amount of people that we had last year, which is maybe, you know, a hundred, 150 people would be too big compared to what like the state of Maryland is allowing people to gather now. So playing it by year uh, is going to be really tough because you're, you're bringing in runners and commentators from around the world that have to be able to plan. So I don't know. I'm still up in the air on it. Yeah, no. Um, as well as especially with just flights being canceled, the whole world's getting going on lockdown. Right. Um, like you said, like here in Florida, you can't gather with uh, with more than fifty people. Um, like right. no, no official gatherings of, more, of fifty people or more. Like we're not in a full lockdown like y'all are, but we're getting close. And it's just, a two, it's two, it's it's two months away technically, but it's, I don't know. It's just it's the doubts are high. It's unfortunate, you know. You don't want to see something like pace go away because. Um, you don't pace is this it nice just started oh yeah that number one it just started number two it's this nice dichotomy from agdq where right. agdq is all about charity and everything that and pace is like nah this is all about the speed running like we're just we're purely focused on speed running and agdq yeah we love the speed running and everything like that but it's all about charity and it's all directed towards charity so we have to we have to do things a certain way with pace you don't have to do things a certain way because right. it's not directed in towards the charity aspect of it like people are actually winning money in certain oh, in yeah. these situations, you know, and, and that makes it like you're talking about the, the, these esports, you know, it makes it way more interesting. It does. And bringing that competitive aspect to speedrunning, because to me, I, you know, when I look at speedrunning, I'm against myself. You know, like that's literally the only person I'm competing against. I don't worry about the leaderboard, anything. I 
specifically about beating my PB. Well, you know, GSA providing that, you know, racing mentality that so many people love, um, you know, that would be huge if they had to cancel the event. However, what they, they could still host the event, but it would almost be by proxy. Yeah, that's what the discussion that I've seen on there lately is just like, okay, you know, everyone's kind of starting to talk about doing this all online. You, you know, know which Steve would be O'Broyle, such a bummer. You know, Steve O'Broyle is the, um, uh, I believe he's the CEO. I can't remember if it's him or, or Milo. I know they both run that mm-hmm. organization. Um, but Steve has to fly all the way from Australia. Yeah. You know, it's not a, a, a short flight at all. So, you know, that that may be a viable option that GDQ wouldn't have. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. Because GDQ has, they maintain such harsh control over their content because the audience is so huge that, you know, they're not going to have the ability that Pace does. Pace does have a lot more flexibility um, to do those kind of proxy events and, and, you know, coordinate a little bit better because it is a smaller event. Yeah. Now, the gaming world at large, it's been interesting um, since the virus, you know. Um, recently, you had, uh, I, don't, I think it was an official come talk uh, live with Trump. Mm-hmm. And she was calling out to millennials Yes, I know what you're talking this is, about. This is the most legendary thing I've ever. This, if if this isn't the greatest thing that's ever happened in speedrunning, I don't. I, I mean, like, yes, cheese getting the uh, the 138 live that was amazing. Okay, but right. let's let's talk about an an official person, a person who's like to, to come talk to us on live television, called out to millennials. Who and, and now I'm quoting, somehow can beat, uh, can beat a game, go from level three to level seven. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> right. Like very clearly talking about the Super Mario Brothers speed run. Right. Like on live to like that's the most amazing thing that's happened. It is, and it and it shows the the impact, and and I think what she was trying to highlight there was how we look at things. Um particular in our generation, I guess, mm-hmm. um, where she even commented in there. I, I can't remember the quote, but she said, yeah, I used to go level by level, <laughs> floor by floor. And, you know, we got these guys just skipping it. And, <laughs> and what I think was powerful there was how she was highlighting the way that we in our generation think um, and, and making the point of, hey, you know, we need you guys healthy because of this. Yep. So, and then yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and I, I just thought it was not only like not only is it significant in that way, but also it's just hilarious. But then, um, you, you have I, this. I've seen this building thing lately, of you know, you had Trump say it a couple of months back after um, after the shooting. You know, video right. games cause violence. Whatever that whole thing came up. But then I sent you this. This guy Dave Vesecchio. Vesecchio. Yeah. I didn't even know he was an actor. I Vis- didn't even know who this Vis- guy was. Vesecchio. Yeah. He 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 talks about how we need to stop online gaming because it takes up too much bandwidth. And I- it- <laughs> yeah. And here's here 
here's the exact tweet here. Video game players are urged to play at reasonable times to avoid putting an extra strain on internet networks during the coronavirus outbreak. Online gaming is the biggest threat to internet bandwidth these next few weeks. Now, now this man, um, I, I'm on his Wikipedia page now. Uh, this man uh, honorably served with the army for a little while, looks like. Uh, he made a citizen's arrest at one point. Um, but he's been in movies that I don't think I've ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, just kind of going through these, they look like B movies. Um, so what makes him suddenly the expert on internet bandwidth and how it works? Cause I don't, I don't think he quite understands how yeah. it works. Not, not only is, is it, it's just wrong. Um, if you if you look into it, I didn't realize this myself, but you don't need that much um, internet speed. You don't need that much bandwidth from your internet provider to to play online games. You actually you you don't you like need the lowest amount. You don't right. need that you, much. It's it's, pers- it's streaming is the problem. <laughs> right, and that's where uh, even a couple of replies that I'm looking at. You know, one hour. Netflix is around 11 gigs. That equals several days of a continuous gaming. Um, you know, he he was pretty much roasted alive by the gaming community <laughs> in these 11,000 responses um, full of nothing but gaming memes from what I can see. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It, it, was, it was very ignorant to post. It was... Uh, I still don't quite understand. I mean, I can understand if you were... If you didn't understand how the internet worked, you know? Um, but what's going to be killing internet bandwidth is again, Netflix, Hulu, but we also, it's 2020, you know, I, I have fiber internet myself. I'm pretty sure that I could run everybody around my house, run all of their Netflix and we would still be hundred percent fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I'd like to kind of add on to that, um, was i don't know if you knew this but there were reports out of california that a lot of internet service providers were actually throttling twitch specifically oh geez so um i'm trying to find the link here but basically not only the uh watching of twitch but also uploading and streaming on twitch uh people who wouldn't have an issue uh, streaming in 1080p, all of a sudden now their streams are down to 160p and buffering. Um, so you've seen now VPNs being purchased left and right, specifically in California, to bypass that. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it, you, we could talk, go back to the whole net neutrality thing. That's what it, um, it kind of sounds like to me. Just uh, the the disaccess or the uh unaccessibility of certain you know websites and uploading and downloading to those certain things and you know as much as i'm for like private corporations being able to do or say what they want or doing what they want to do and providing their services in the way that they want to i think that right. you're you're we're living in a time like you said it's 2020 where the access to those certain things around the world is so significant that if you're not doing that here in America, a, a country that strives itself on being like the ha- ahead of the curve of everyone, 
right. but to be prov like providing services in this way, it's kind of bizarre. Like I think it was South Korea is like South Koreans are able to get much faster internet for significantly cheaper than we Americans can. And I get that they're a smaller country. They have a smaller infrastructure and everything like that. Uh, we have more, we have multiple service providers available right. uh, for internet and cable. It doesn't make any sense that we're not able to do that here as well. And, you know, it sounds funky at the end of the right. day. It just sounds like it's like I'm paying this much for this kind of access. And then all of a sudden, just on this specific site, you're throttling me. It kind of sounds kind of weird. <laughs> like, Yeah, it, I, I agree. And, and it is something that definitely needs to be brought up once again, I think. Mm. Um, once all this coronavirus stuff goes away yeah i don't know it's it, it, we're living in a weird time right now it's so a very as, as, as soon as this gets over i think that everything is going to slowly but surely come back to normal the economy is going to take a hit um unfortunately people's lives are going to take hits i'm sure you're you i know your family's been affected my family's been affected oh, it's 100%. just been crazy um and i know that I know people around the world whose family, you know, has been affected by this in one way or another. So um, definitely hope for a swift end of this just in general, just be, especially, you know, for us as gamers. Oh, yeah. So but um, enough with the negativity, a little bit of positive here for just a moment. Epic Games, uh, uh, you know, the Epic Games store, right? Yes. You know, Epic Epic Games, you know, about a year ago, this it was a giant meme, you know, that Epic Games was going to be selling games. You know, they were right. in for Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite's the giant meme, you know. It, it, I, I I think I was I was one of those people who loved Fortnite when it first started. I still think it's a good game, but now it's just the way it is. It's like I, I stay away from it. Um, but recently, uh, I've been paying attention to this a lot because I'm really interested in game sales and uh, how developers push their games. But Epic Games has been selling, uh, giving, basically giving away uh, a bunch of games for free. Um, as of late. It's 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 been crazy. Celeste was the first one that I saw. That was the big one. Um, I picked that one up. But then uh, recently they've been pushing like two or three games for free every couple of weeks uh, a short hike right now uh, recently was on that uh on that list and it's like right now the stanley parable stanley and parable? watchdogs oh yeah uh, i mean watchdogs is a, is a good is a decent game stanley parable obviously iconic uh definitely a game oh, that yeah. you need to play at least once in your lifetime um but i i think about this and i think about how epic games was this meme and how no no don't have if you had the Epic Games launcher on your computer you were a has been you were a casual right. right but now you look at it and you're saying hold on wait a second yeah you this could be an actually like a competitor to Steam because for years Steam had been thrashed for doing this or that thing you know um, right pricing games a certain way or selling games that they shouldn't be you know you had the that school shooter game that was being published, right. they, 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 they didn't, you know, contain that in time and it got out to the public and they had, they finally shot it down. Um, my big thing was there was no competitor for such a long time. You had humble bundle, you had GOG, but the, there's, they, they didn't, they didn't really do the job that you were looking for it to do with, especially with humble bundle. Right. Like most of those keys were for steam anyway. 
Right. So, well, I mean, you know, Origin attempted, um, but the problem is, is that Origin loved to limit their stuff to EA titles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they would do like some indie things here and there uh, of of people that they really wanted to push. But you're right, there there hasn't been a place online that has the the library that Steam has. You know, I I haven't seen a place that really comes close. Mm. Um, to what it, it's almost like, you know, Epic Games wants to put it out there, but they're not gonna go, you know, full throttle. Yeah, but what I think you're seeing is slowly but surely them kind of like, hey, Steam, we're here, FYI. You right. know, Watch Dogs especially. That's 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 a bigger title. You know, Short Hike. Oh yeah. Short Hike isn't a giant title. Celeste isn't a massive like Celeste is an amazing game, but that's not a huge title necessarily. It isn't. Um Stanley Parable, that's that's a that's a very cult classic community. Um but now you got watchdogs on that list. And I'm starting to think right. now you've got some comp- competition here, Steam. You know, this is this this might be for real. And it I, I hate to say it, but it's all because of Fortnite that it they're is. able to do this. It is. Um, you know, and Watchdogs, what is that? That's uh, Ubisoft or Ubisoft. Yep. Um, there's a developer for that. So it's it's showing that now, hey, Epic is willing to work with other publishers and other developers to come to their 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 marketplace now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the sales that they have on here are not bad. Yeah. You know, even for the games that you can purchase. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it, this is, this is a great time for people who love video games. Cause it, again, you've had steam for so long and they, they didn't have sales, but it was just like, ah, this is okay. This isn't a great thing. They had the summer sale. The summer sale is awesome, but it's only one time a year, but now you've got someone right next to them who is able to provide these these big name titles that everyone loves like you said they they're selling games on sale even not even for free but for sale right. um, that are good games that you you want to play and that, and you know what the epic games launcher it, it it works just fine so it does. i mean this is a this is i can only see this going positively for people who love video games especially in a time where picking up a video game is going to cost you 60 plus dollars if you want to play a, a, a bigger game, you know, um, even right. untitled goose game was 20 bucks when it first came out and that game you can beat in under 30 minutes. Right. So, I mean, and just steam, I, I don't think that as of right this second, they're, they're really feeling, I don't know, intimidated, but uh, I think that, it's definitely on their radar. It's coming soon. It That's really for is. Sure. But um, you know, I yeah, I love paying attention to that kind of stuff. But um anyway. So <clears throat> Sorry about that. You're... So explain something to me. I know we we kind of hinted on it before. Yep. All right. Um we we talked about the the average age of the people that are in like the the speedrunning community or even I'll even extend this out to like the Fortnite and Apex communities. Mm. Okay, 
and the the average age of the person that's playing um, versus the the things that go on in those particular uh, um, communities. So the the one that I'm going to bring up here is one that I know that you know about mm-hmm. um, that you and I have kind of talked about just a little bit. Um, Super Mario Odyssey about a month ago. Yeah. So this is my understanding and, and you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. in this situation, but um, Super Mario Odyssey of course is on speedrun.com. That's, you know, you have your typical any percent that every single person runs. You've got all unique moons, which is just how it sounds. Um, you've got all of these different runs. All right. Well, there's a section that, that viewers wouldn't necessarily know because it's mainly for uh, people who run the game called Category Extensions, which has it has some of those mean categories that you and I discussed earlier, uh, such as nipple percent. The famous um, one. Right. <laughs> um, all story moons, all purple coins, you know, basically anything that's going to be outside of a um, normal run through of the game where it's got a special stipulation so any percent minimum captures mm-hmm. now this was a a category that hasn't really been ran by anybody other than up until about let's see uh, 13 captures was always the minimum for a really long time uh, currently, there are three submissions on the board, all submitted within a month. Um, and then you have three captures, which is some new tech that was just recently found, um, where you are able to use the the, the two-player mode um, to kind of help you with those captures. Mm-hmm. So at the time, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but Small Ant was one of the only people that had submitted to this particular category and so the debate had come up within the super mario odyssey discord about removing the category completely mm-hmm. um which of course with with small land uh, that's that's one of the categories that he likes to run small land being uh a a partner streamer on twitch uh, with a, a sizable community and following um that upset him mm-hmm. uh, of saying you know what what do you mean what taking taking this category off this is a category that i'm working on what what's going on um and it started a firestorm within the entire community where you know people who aren't even running the game are now getting into this particular discussion Mm. um what what is your take i mean i don't know if you knew how far it went it went to the point of the rule discussions uh, section of the Discord had to be completely shut down for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was pretty extensive. Um, I, I want to say this before I-, I talk about it because I, I don't want to, I don't want to come out here and say that I, I, I'm an expert on this topic. I'm not a Super Mario Odyssey runner. I know that you are, Pharaoh. I'm not. Right. Um, but again, my big thing about speedrunning is the community. I, I love focusing on the community, and I like seeing what what the community itself can do. Um, and again, the inner workings of it, kind of, kind of the speedrunning community as an organism, if you would. Right. And, um, 
as as a person looking from the inside or outside in, I, I, I this is what I noticed at least. It, it, it's exactly what you meant. You said it's you know the discussion was the this this minimum capture stuff. Small Ant being a big streamer on Twitch whose main core category was any percent minimum captures. Um, you know, again, source of income. Uh, it's what he does every single day. It's what he promotes every single day. Uh, whether we like it or not, he brings people to the SMO community, um, whether they're to run minimum captures or not. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden, just this whole breakdown of the community. I mean, this 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 broke the community. It did. It totally did. And uh, the big reason why I wanted to talk about this today was because the the lack of discussion, like it straight up discussion, like you and me talking right now. The the way that this happened was in back rooms, you know, quote unquote, right. you know, Discord in the back room and on Discord between mods um you know there was a vote i know there was a vote that was had i thought i, I thought right. for a while that they had gotten rid of the, the rid of it but i see it's up on src now so maybe i'm wrong but um and then you had people on tw twitch uh, or on twitter or on discord writing these lengthy things saying I mean, this is books. what happened over here and then they had the paste bins and then they had the this that and the other thing and um the 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 thing that I saw happen was that no one was having a conversation. It was just here's my tweet and that's it, and then they walk away. Right. Um, even when I you know and I'm, and I don't fault anyone in the community for not coming onto the podcast and talking about this, but I asked a couple. I asked like four or five people, and all of them declined. No one right. wanted to come on and talk about this, and uh, you know get the record straight exactly what happened and what 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 the timeline was. And it's so unfortunate because this was a perfect opportunity for us to say, okay, we noticed that the problem is that, you know, in these big events, there isn't a conversation being had. It's just right. paste bins and, twi and, and, and tweets. That's all it is. Um, right. Or back rooms of discords where, or where like the majority of the population can't see it. Right. Um, and that's what kind of frustrated me. And I, I kind of pieced things together from reading this person and that person and seeing what Small Ant was saying and seeing what um, the mods in the SMO community were saying, you know, just following that whole thing. Um, right. And, and my conclusion was this. Number one, you look on SRC, again, any, any percent minimum caps, three people are on the leaderboard. Right. For either category. I mean, there isn't anyone running this thing. And so it's it's kind of a dead category to a certain degree, right? Um right. no one's running it. It's it's not active at all. I totally get like like I, I like me, Kopka, right? Like I'm the I, on some of the leaderboards, I'm the only person on there. And I would be totally fine if they shut that side of speedrun.com down if they shut down the whole kopka leaderboards and everything if they shut that page down completely i'd be fine with that you know right. because there's no one else doing it and that's fine on the flip side of it some of the arguments that they were making were saying that any percent minimum captures wasn't a speed run and it right. wasn't legitimate and a, a part of me thought okay this is small ant right for going after these guys and saying these things and everything like that, or making accusations. Not really. He's not really in the right there, but are the mods in the right for just shutting down this category completely? Because 
it's not a quote unquote legit speed run. Cause you could say the same right. thing about any of these runs, the Koopa free so, running, like, like the, 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 that's, that's individual. Like that's, you're not speed running the game. You're, 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 you're speed running a game within a game. Right. Um, nipple percent. I mean, that's the classic one. I mean, if, if you're going to make an argument for keeping any, any percent men cap caps on there, then why keep nipple percent on there? Like that's, the, that, so the, that's the thing. This debate actually, and even though it really flared up about a month ago, this debate happens uh, probably about a year to a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you remember watching it specifically, uh, Timpani and a, a couple other runners, um, uh, the T lounge, which is Dan, uh, running a category called damageless, which is basically, um, you know, all unique moons without taking any damage at all. Well, at that time, everything was pushed off to the side saying that, Hey, this is a challenge run. This is not a speed run. Like you're, you're literally going as slow as you possibly can, um, without taking damage. So that, that was kind of where that discussion came up from. Um, and that was a lot of parallels were really made to say, hey, minimum captions aren't speed runs, they're challenge runs. So uh, because Pac, who is actually who owns speedrun.com, owns literally everything. Mm. Um, this was the discussion that we had with him about a year ago where he said that, hey, yeah, damage list. The, the, the objective is not to take damage, not to beat the game as quickly as possible under a certain set of conditions. So how would you track that? You know, because you could have. Because uh, Damageless at the time, I don't know if it still is, was tracked by the amount of moons that were completed, not even by the the time of the game. Mm. Just just as you know, minimum captures is is tracked at a three uh, capture and a, a a thirteen, I believe. Now, uh, I think the SMO Discord and excuse me, the moderators did a really good job at uh, what their resolution was. So I'm not even sure if you know what the resolution was. No, actually, I would love to <laughs> love to hear that though. So uh, when the rule discussion board opened back up, they came out with a specific form called the SMOCE or the the uh, Super Mario Odyssey category extension re- category request form. Uh, the top of the form says this is the form you need to use the, uh, to request the category uh, within the CE board. Remember, you have to have at least one run with a video approved before the mods will even consider adding it to the pending tab of the leaderboard. You can also submit for two more runners if there are any. Make sure to submit the info under the right section. So what they did was they created a tab. If you look under category extension, the bottom right is pending. So uh, right now, two people have run uh, a new category called all hearts, which I guess is just as it sounds, gaining all 198 hearts, Mm -hmm. life up hearts in the game. Um, And they put it in here so that if it does survive, that... um, you know, and people want to run it, there is that ability that it can be added to the boards. Um, and I think that that's a good compromise. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that. It's a, it's a nice little middle ground where it's like, we're going to test this out and see how it goes. And if it doesn't, like you said, if it doesn't survive, then what's the point? Exactly. Um, now, one of the things that, that was really interesting about the, the situation with... Um, with small ant is when they were trying to they they first said all right let's take a poll well here's the problem with taking a poll is that um a lot of the runners were upset and saying that small ant could use his viewership to yeah. skew that poll yeah yeah um and 
you know, I, I can see that. I could agree with that. To me, the, the, the boards are not for the viewers. They're for the runners. That's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want you to, to kind of take a look really quick. Um, you know, if you guys are sitting at home, uh, Super Mario World. If you search Super Mario World on speedrun.com, click on category extensions. This is what they were trying to prevent. Currently under Super Mario World, there's uh, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So there are a total of 49 separate category extensions. This is a cavalcade, man. (laughs) Like, and, and so, you know, I think that that's what, in, in the minds of the, the Super Mario Odyssey community, I think that that's what they were trying to prevent. Um, you know, Super Mario 64 has done a really good job at kind of pushing away some of those categories that don't make sense that nobody's going to run. I mean, of course, you're, you're going to have your meme categories that are going to be pushed by your higher-level runners, like, like Simply Now doing the All Coins uh, tournament. Um, but after that tournament is done there's not going to be very many more submissions. Uh, All Signs is another one that's uh, here recently has been revitalized because of uh, the bounty being broken. I think that's kind of where the, the focus has been. But I, I think, honestly, that that's the thought process of the Super Mario Odyssey moderators is that they didn't want it to become a wall of just random things. All right, uh, we're going to create a category where you have to turn left three times and then jump off the side as fast as possible, and that's a new category. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I think that's what they were trying to prevent. No, I I 100% agree. And, you, you know, you go back to talking about um, speedrunning as an art form. You don't want to water it down. You don't want it to be right. such a, you know, such a watered-down mess that when someone new comes in here, they look at it and they say, okay, six orbs, why is there only one time on six orbs for Super Mario World and it's a category extension? That doesn't make any right. sense at all. Um Things like nipple percent, you know, I, I keep going back to it because it's such a good example. Like nipple percent is this beautiful little spot where it, it's very clearly a meme category, but it's become such a good meme that it deserves a spot to stay on the category extensions. Right. You know, it's just, it's just become a thing. Let's um, see. It's got uh, it's got 150 submissions. That's what I'm saying. Like, but at this, but it, that that deserves the spot because it it it, it grew in such a way. Um, right. Other categories aren't going to do that, you know, and uh, it's funny, like every once in a while, the meme comes back up in the speedrunning community as a whole, like, like come up with random speedruns um, because th- that's just what's happening. I mean, you see it very clearly on the Super Mario World extensions. It's just it's just a wall. It's just all right. these random categories and it's not active at all. Um, right. Exactly. So I mean, you Here's a perfect example. Uh, you know, Maximum Wings has two entries, and they were both a year ago. 960 exits. Uh, the world record was three years ago. The earliest run was a year ago, and there's only one of those. Um, you know, 96 exit co-op two years ago has one entry. Um, you know, and, and that's what we don't want to see. Mm. We don't. Here's another perfect example. 11 exit, no coins. There are three entries on it. Uh, the third place person was five years ago. Second place was four years. First person was three years. You know, why Why? Why is it there? Um, is it for clout? Is it just, you know, because I can say I now have this world record? Um, you know, what is the purpose of the leaderboards? Yeah. Um, 
if like I said, you create a category where you turn left three times, jump off the side as quickly as possible, and that's a new category. Yeah. You know, where do you draw the line, I guess? Yeah. And I mean, we we can have a deeper discussion as far as that goes. And I think that that's I think that should be on the mind of every speedrunner, and for that matter, the mods. That this should be something that the mods need to digest and and um, really look at as an example of okay, how where again, like you said, where do we draw the line? What is what, what is speedrunning? Like that's really honestly what they've got to do is say okay, what is speedrunning, and um, how should that be presented? Because at, at the end of the day, speedrunning is 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 a growing industry. It I mean, is. It's, it, if, if, if you want to become a speedrunner, and if you're between the ages of 12 and 17, and you want to be a speedrunner, especially with this whole virus thing going on, now is the time to do it. Oh, like, 100%. I, 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 got, like, I, I can only imagine guys like Benji and uh, Zion and uh, Mitch, you know, these kids who are just, who have nothing better to do other than go on Twitch and stream, like now is, is the time. I tweeted it out like 12 to 17 year olds are, are about to become like really freaking good speedrunners because they've got nothing right. to do. But um you don't want to water that down at the same time like you're saying. You don't. And uh, it's it, we got to kind of come to an understanding of what speedrunning is. Understand, you know, we're, we're getting rid of this category. It's not because we don't like you. It's not because we we're, we're here to spite you in any way shape or form. It's right. just it we're, we're we're trying to market this in a way where everyone can digest it and where it, 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 it continues to grow. I went to, a, right. I went to AGDQ um, back in January and I was appalled at how many people were there and how little was happening. Like right. for AGDQ, yes, it's a big old event. There's a lot going on, quote unquote, but there, there should be more. Like how are there not more like companies there? Like, advertising stuff how is there not people selling stuff over here like there's so much to be done in the speedrunning community that you're missing out on and it's all because of presentation right. um and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day and, and you know it's it's hard to hear because it's speedrunning and it's something that is built by a community and you want it to you want to keep it so community based and i totally understand that but at the end of the day if we if we do this one thing and we just cloister ourselves off in this one area or if we only talk about things via tweets and paste bins nothing's going to happen exactly so there, there's there's no organization oh yeah you know so i and i completely agree i think especially if you're going to start appealing to people who you know, don't like speedrunning. I mean, go look at the comments on Small Ants videos. Go look at the comments on any speedrunners' videos, and it's talking about, oh, they're cheating. Oh, they're, the same thing that you and I discussed in the beginning. Mm. You know, where I told you I thought that speedrunning was dumb. It was cheating. It was. It made no sense. So, uh, in order for us to grow as a community, we have to expand. Mm -hmm. We have to talk. We have to, you know, work out our differences um and say hey this is how we want to represent ourselves because to the outsider the the whole issue with the smo was nothing but a bunch of bickering back and forth and blocking mm -hmm. each other yeah and so. I, I mean here's my hot take and this is again i'm not i'm not going to say this in a mean way in any way shape or form but this is the honest truth okay and we've kind of talked about it a little bit it's you look at the age range of speedrunners, right they're teenagers right. They are. They're really teenagers. And like, again, this is a big reason why we made the podcast. You know, we're both older. We're both a little bit more mature. We've, we've had a lot more experience. Um, right. 
and you just look at the way that things were handling. You just go, dude, this is just a, this is kids handling this. Right. This is a bunch of kids talking back and forth, not handling things in the way that it needs to be handled. It's and um, you know, it's I think a lot about Twitch streamers and I think about speedrunners as they get older. Are they going to be able to market themselves? Because they they got they have no marketing experience. Like cheese, right. cheese, cheese is a perfect example of how to market yourself, and he learned that all on his own. Right. And I fully understand that. But there's so many kids out there who are speedrunning who don't have the marketing experience, don't understand how businesses work, how to grow right. their channel, how to grow community, because they just sit down and they play the game all day. And and no no fault to them at all. They're really good at their game. Oh, um, exactly. But there's a certain level of maturity that needs to be had when handling situations like this. If if you had more mature mods who were able to sit down with sit down and have a discussion and you know and, and instead of putting up the paste bin and just saying this person said this, because that's what it really was at the end of the day. These tweets and it these paste bins were was he said he said she said. That's right. that's all it was. And it it's and it's small isn't as at fault with that either. He, it was right. the same thing on his side as it was the entire SMO community side. But if you were able to sit down and say, hey, I'm willing to come on here or I'm, I'm willing to have a discussion live about right. this or even, you know what, we don't even have to make it live. But we can say, hey, we can let the community know, hey, the mods and, and, and a, couple, a couple of the runners, including Small Ant, are getting together. We're having a civil conversation about what's right. going on here, come to a, a conclusion because we all, we everyone has the exact same objective: grow the community. Right. You read what Smollett was saying? He was saying, "Look, I'm bringing people into the community." He's not wrong. I mean, he gets like two thousand views every single time he goes live. Exactly. He's gonna bring people in. Okay, so that's his goal. It's the same goal as the mods. Okay, so it's just at the end of the day, it's just we have the the, the it's lacking the maturity because no one's. No one has the capability or the understanding of how to handle situations like that. And you know what? There's there's a lot of learning to be done there. And, there really is. And, and yeah, I, I was gonna say, think about you know, compare it to um, these young guys in the NFL and the NBA. Whenever they start out, you know, they're they a lot of them make really stupid choices. Uh, Johnny Manziel. Um, oh, Johnny perfect, Manziel. Per perfect example. You know, and. Uh, but that's why a lot of these teams are hiring like PR guys to say, Hey, help take care of, uh, uh, of this guy. Let's show him the ropes. Let's show him, you know, how things should be done. And now I think what happened with the SMO community, um, and, and just with talking with some of the, the older runners, um, as well. And, and this is not a slight at any of the, the younger runners at all. Yeah, no. Um, but, um, you know, talking with them, there was a lot of, Hey, you know, I know I'm influential, but I don't want to get involved. I really want to stay neutral in this particular situation, mm -hmm. um, which is understandable. They still have a, a Twitch following that they're attempting to grow uh, also, you know, so they, they didn't want to rock the boat. But I think that that by not rocking the boat, they should have at least, like you said, had the conversation. You know, it, yeah. it didn't even have to be announced saying, hey, guys, look, let's meet at three o'clock today. Let's sit down. Let's just let, let's talk about it. Um, and come up with a decision and then present that to the community and say, hey, we sat down, we talked, this is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, bring the applicable folks to the table, which in this case would have been Small Ant and the moderators. No one else needed to be mm -hmm. a part of that. I agree. 
you know, and, and then once that resolution was, was out there, it's done, it's over with, and people could provide their opinions on what they think, mm. you it, know, happened or shouldn't, but. And to be fair, like that, that could have been attempted and they might've tried to do that, but there was no clear evidence that they had attempted right. to do that at least, you know, again, all, all anyone saw was, it was small ant blocking this person. And, and then this, this moderator writing this giant paste bin, um, so it really comes down to, like I said, it, the maturity and the ability to understand how communities work and how right. how you're able. Again, you have such a great opportunity here. Yeah, I, I, I don't do. think people understand. Like, I don't think that speedrunners. I, I talked to so many people at AGDQ. Like, it it was so clear to me that people don't understand the immense opportunity you have here. Like, not at all. Not not only like as a career wise, not only as money making wise, but just as 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 a community. Like how much a, a potential you have. I mean, you look at AGDQ. It took them forever to get to where they are, but they're raising two plus million dollars for charity. Exactly. Like and... that. That's just shows clearly how much potential there is here. But the only way you're able to do that is if you're gonna come together. Exactly. And that's where, you know, even though ADU has their very, you know, controlling and, and like you said, there's there's not a whole lot of people selling. There's there's very strict rules about certain things. Um, that's who they are as an organization. Mm. So if they can do that, right, and, and have all of those rules that they have, right, and get all of those people involved, right, charity event or not, we can do that as well. Oh yeah, certainly. It, it's you know, it's not a shadow of doubt in my mind. And but in order to do that, we we've got to have those really tough conversations of guys, we're we're getting to the point where we're influencing, you know, however many hundreds of runners, right? Mm. So we need to sit down and and talk about this and you know, not have Twitter wars. Mm. You know, and this whole thing has since been resolved, I believe. I mean, it, it has. It, it, this this it has. died off weeks ago, so I, I, I'm by no means talking. We're not. We're by no means talking about this as a way to rekindle a flame. Like we we want right. this. We want the communities to be to be settled. But really, what I'm I'm harping on is the root situation because right. this this isn't the first time that we've had a community implode and have to like resolve itself. In, in in some way, shape, or form, either just by simply by time or by someone finally bringing down the axe. In this situation, right. just time allowed everything to dissolve. Right. Um, you know, a link to the past has been in, in absolute chaos for a long time now, um, you know, specifically around um, uh, the Alpha Gamer that is his new name now. It used to be WQQQQWRT. Um, there's always been some contention there on the boards as well. And, and we see it's the same thing there. It's about, um, there are times in some of these communities and, and I kind of attribute it back to, I, I'm not even going to say age at all. I'm going to say that maturity level mm. of, of, you know, initiating almost bully status at times to particular individuals. Mm. And, and we've seen this, we, we've seen it pop up. Um, founded and unfounded. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. All right. Uh, I'm going to bring up Anti. Oh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'm going to bring up Anti. Um, Anti 
was a Vice City speedrunner for a very long time. Um, Anti got caught cheating. He, he got caught. Mm. All right. Um, ultimately owned up to it, you know, took his ban, left the community. All right. Joined the Super Mario 64 community. All right. Um, started playing Super Mario 64 and progressed very fast. It just, I mean, you know, I don't want to say like the fastest in the world, but, you know, progressed faster than a lot of people do. So, of course, people are immediately raising the red flag saying, hold on, wait, whoa, whoa, what, what, the, what the hell is going on here? Um, you know, we've got this cheater in the midst. And I said, well, you know, how do we know that? You know, uh, we don't. So there was a lot of people in the community that were just completely against anti just because of what he had done a couple of years ago. Mm. And I get that. I, I, I get having, you know, that, that, you know, thought in the back of your mind, like, hold on, wait a second, maybe, but his runs were getting verified. You know, the, the runs that he was submitting were, was, was getting get verified across the board. So, but there were people that were like literally going into his stream and, you know, saying cheater, cheater, and all, all over Twitter shouldn't be allowed to play video. And brought to the point of, um, like I said, almost bullying. Mm -hmm. So where do you kind of draw that line mm -hmm. is the question. Uh, you know, right now, uh, he's got on the Nintendo 64, uh, a verified 15, 27, seven months ago. One star is uh, eight minutes, four seconds. So, I mean, you're talking 10th place on the Nintendo 64 board. Um within a year now for me personally like i said i i don't think that that we should be a community of bullying like that i think it's a conversation that should be had mm -hmm. that you know we sit down and we talk about it like hey you know this guy's progressed really fast but you know does this person who made a choice when they were younger to do something not very smart when do they stop paying for that right you know um, and Anthony, I've never sat down and had a conversation with him to, to talk to him about it and ask him about it. Uh, I do know, you know, he's running other GTA games now, but you know, when I saw that to me, if I was an outsider looking in, that's not a community that I would choose to be a part of, mm -hmm. you know, um, regardless of if this person is cheating if they're cheating there there are ways that we go through and we figure that out mm. um it's just the same thing of you know you don't go on twitter and say hey you know uh scotch and tie guy just uh robbed my house yesterday and no you call the police you go through the process of uh you know proving that mm -hmm. you know i i don't if I thought you robbed my house yesterday, I don't call you a thousand times and then blast you on Twitter and Facebook and not contact the authorities. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's my I mean, it, uh, yeah, it, it ultimately, I mean, it's just the thing I think about most. And I mean, this, we can, we can end the, the podcast with on this note, you know, talking about the, just the future of speed running. Like where, where are we going here? You know? Right. Um, I, I recall a moment at AGDQ and um, D whatever was able to kind of archive it to a certain degree. Um, but 
it was a moment where a bunch of Super Mario 64 speedrunners got together and they all we all they all hooked up onto TVs in um in the practice it was either the practice room or like the 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 free playroom. Right. And we they all ran 70 star at the same time. And right. it, it it might have been 120. It was either 70 or 120. I, pr- I think it was 70 because it was quicker. But um I just I, I remember like seeing this and just being like, dang, like this is so cool that we were able to get all these runners together all at the same time, all hit start at the exact same time, and they're running this game that they all love. And it's like there's like 30 of them playing right. this game. Like this is so cool. But unfortunately, those sorts of things get overshadowed so easily by things like the stuff that happened to the Smo community. Right. You know? And Again, there's there's money to be made, there's there there, there's business to be had, but more importantly, there's community to be grown. And old and that's the big thing is that is the community. I I, I recall, I don't know if you know if you know of, of this this website. Um, I, I learned of it in college. Uh, Total Frat Move. It, it's this website that you know kind of chronicles um, fraternities and fraternity life and fraternity culture. But then there was a spinoff of it uh called post-grad problems and it's kind of like the culture of postgraduates and you know that sort of thing and that community died and that and actually the business went under and they stopped posting stuff to the website because they they ran out of money and i look at that community and i and the thing that i realized the reason why it went under was because they were pushing a brand they weren't pushing the community like it was all gotcha. about the brand. It was all about living the post grad life. It's all about having mimosas on Sunday and right. and 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 it's all about Friday night and having the Sunday scaries. And they were selling T-shirts and they were selling koozies and they were selling this, that, and the other thing. And it wasn't about just the community as a whole. Like right. I, it was actually funny. Like I I I got together twenty people from that community because we, we eventually migrated over to like Reddit and, um, Oh, what's the chat call? There's a, uh, the, um, Oh my gosh, group me. we all moved over to group me. We created a, 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 a group me of a hundred different people from the community, but we did that ourselves because right. they weren't doing it. They were just pushing the brand. Right. And I got 20 people to come together who kind of knew each other to a certain degree we trusted each other enough and we came together for a weekend went to a beach house and hung out and had a great time sure we didn't talk about pgp at all the entire time and that proved to me that pgp wasn't about the community it was about the brand exactly and the beautiful thing about speedrunning is it starts out with the community it's all about the community so there's the only way to go is up it's just we we have to push it in a particular way and we have to brand it and yes you have to brand it to uh, to a certain degree but you brand it so that it's focused on the community it's focused on the people it's focused on the love of the game and again the reason why this podcast isn't purely about speedrunning is because it's it's for the love of the gaming as a whole it's a it's for the love of video games you know like I don't run OOT, but OOT, Ocarina of Time, that's that's a, an amazing game. It is. It's it so is. beautiful. And it, it's just, it, it, it encapsulated the 90s, really, of 3D gaming. It did. So if we can focus on that, if we, if we can direct it in that direction, 
you know, it, th this community can only grow. I agree a hundred percent. And, and I tell people all the time, newer runners that come to my stream now is the time. Mm -hmm. Now is the time. Why? Because, you know, I, I talked about earlier, uh, cheese, simply all of those guys, they've been doing this for seven, eight, nine years. Um, a lot of them, uh, even before the bounty moved on, they mm. moved on for a little bit. Um, even now we're seeing, uh, you know, simply doing it. Like I told you, you know, all coins, all signs, stuff like that. Um, it, it's not unbeatable, you know? And so, cause people also kind of find that intimidating. Oh, well, you know, cheese has been running this for 18 million years. You know, when am I ever going to be on the top? And it, it's possible. I'll, I'll give you an example right now. Just seven days ago, Shans just got the All Signs World Record, 26 minutes and nine seconds. Just seven days ago. Guys, you know, <clears throat> this this is the time, no joke, the time to to be a part of this community and, and just speedrunning in general. Mm. Um it, it's it's absolutely crazy not to. Um because oh i'll never be world record holder who cares yeah who cares you know uh, i i'll kind of leave with this um the very first partner streamer that ever came into my chat ever was blue bob blue bob I mean, blue bob what a legend i had maybe one or two viewers and blue bob sat there with me for almost an hour and a half he didn't even plug his videos nothing Yep. Just talking, just talking with me about, you know, different things that I could try or, Hey, change your angle a little bit here. You know, finally someone else said, Hey, that's the guy that, that does those awesome tutorials for SM64, <laughs> you know? Um, so he sat there with me an hour to an hour and a half of his time. Right. And explained things, showed me things. Right. And I, I'll never forget that. Mm. Lunar Jump, all right, the the man of pure emotion in SM64 comes into my chat, right, and speaks positively. Richard Sage, um, you know, second place right now on uh, OOT any percent, the, the GIM mode or GIM uh, route, um, comes into my chat, talks about positivity. You know, that's what these guys who have already been here you know, working on a sub hour 70 star time and, and working on a sub 20, uh, 16 star time, they've been there. Mm. So, so now they're coming back and giving back to the community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, they're not interested in, in up. Oh, I got to hold this world record. I've got to hold this world record. You know, um, that's what being a community is all about. A mm. 100%. Yeah, I remember that moment for me was uh, Kevin Crunch. You know, he, he's not he's not a big guy. You know, he's not, you know. Oh, Kevin Crunch is he, the biggest. He's, Come he's, on now. He's a big guy. I love the guy. No, don't get me wrong. But, you know, he, I just remember him coming into the stream and he did the exact same thing for me. He was like, no, you, the angle's wrong here, dude. You need to do this. And it just yep. it changed it for me. And now him and I, like, we're good friends. Like, I've got his number. I'm making sure I'm checking in on him constantly. I live in Florida. He lives in California. Right. Um, All the way across yeah, the U.S. That's what, so, um, and uh, another thing you were saying, like, not only is now is the time to become a speedrunner, 
but also like if you're a speedrunner, do not waste the opportunity right now. You have, you have such oh my. If I were I, I I remember thinking at AGDQ, man, had I knew about speedrunning when I was six years old when I oh first pick God. up the game, I, like I I'm not saying that I would be the best right now. I'm not saying that at all. Like I the, these guys have skills and talent that I I do not have. Agreed. But I just imagine like man, the opportunity that I would have had when I was at that young of an age, like the ability to not only grow the community, but also to like create play a foundation, game. play the game and create a foundation for myself right. for th that kind of a career. Because, you know, um, but at the end of the day, I, I think I, I, I want to hammer it home and you said it already, but I want to say it again. It's for the love of the game. It's not, it, you know, yep. some of these guys, you know, cheese simply, um, Aki, uh, draws these guys, you know, who have had world records and, and Punke. These guys who are going Liam. Liam is the oh my god. Liam is a great example. Just gunning for the world record. Yes, of course. Like they right. they want that world record. They want that faster time. Liam just is it. Oh, he is pining for that 138 right now. He is on there every single day. You know, but yep. but at the end of the day, we, we can't all be Liam. I'm not Liam. I'm never gonna right. be Liam. I'm never gonna be Draws. I'm never gonna be Aki. I'm never gonna be Benji or any of these other guys. But you know what? I I, I love speedrunning. Exactly. And that's what that that's what it that's all it is for me. You ask me Pokemon Stadium why it's RNG. I just love it. Who cares? Exactly. Who cares? Exactly. So I, think, I agree. I think that's a good place to leave it off, though. I do too. Yeah. But well, you know, we have all of these uh these social media things oh, yeah. that are popping up for the Gaming Dads podcast. Oh yeah, we got to push this. Yeah, we got we got the Discord. Yep. We've got the Twitter. We've got yep. the YouTube channel. Uh yep. we're going to we're going to try to create a Twitch if we can get on a good schedule. We'll try to do these live. That would be great. Um, we'll see about that. I know you you've got the Facebook. I don't I don't have Facebook. I got I got rid of Facebook. I can't stand it anymore. So you've got the Facebook, right? I'm on it. So I'm on it. Make sure to check all that out. Tweet us out. Facebook us out. I don't know what you do on Facebook anymore. Um I don't either. Take the get the YouTube link, send it around, do whatever. Um, we're gonna try to do this consistently. We'll see how we do. <laughs> Being yeah. two dads, who right? <laughs> I've got a nine-month-old, and you've got a uh, nine-nine-week-old, and you've got a seven-month-old. Right. So, um, but you know, and any ideas that that you guys have listening, oh yeah, um, or or any feedback that you guys have of anything that we talked about, we're we want to create this discussion specifically in Discord or email us or. Mm. Or, or let us know what you want to hear. Um, we're we're here for you, and we're we're pretty much here to talk about what our passions are and what your passions are. That's that's the whole point. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we'll leave it at that. It was that was a great conversation. I loved that. That was really good. That was good. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, uh, we'll 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 see you later then. Absolutely. Hopefully next week.